Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. As a reminder, or to any new listeners on Thursdays, it's just me talking about something that is either trending in the health or fitness or medical communities, something that could be tied to business. It could be also a listener question or a topic that I've seen on forums be asked on a regular basis, and I feel like I want to expand on that topic, or even sometimes it is something that my guest and I had touched on the previous week, but we didn't really get to expand and elaborate on it, and I thought it was an important part of the conversation, so that I will sort of do a part two and expand on that individual part of that conversation. But uh, in addition to that, for any new listeners, this is a general fitness, health, wisdom, wealth podcast. We have so many podcasts now that are specifically pigeonholed to certain groups, and I want to involve more people. My goal is not to make it so uh, pigeonholed. So yes, if you're a fitness and health expert, if you're a personal trainer, certified uh, personal trainer, or somebody who is in a health coach, a life coach, you work in the nutrition realm, you're even a medical doctor, we have good information on here from both a continuing education standpoint in the sciences, and then also from a business standpoint or a client relations standpoint, we have people on who, who, who talk shop about that. In addition to that, though, we talk about general ways to stay healthier, to stay consistent, to, to maybe trending technologies and trending fitness toys and tools that are important, and then also how to work with clients from both the, again, the client relations standpoint and the scientific standpoint. What is the new science coming out that we need to understand or the old science that we need to debunk? And then, you know, what are techniques that we can make sure that we're building proper relationships with our clients? So this is, you know, we, we talk a little bit about everything on any given episode. It might be a little bit different and there's might be some episodes that aren't for you. That's fine. You can skip, skip to the next episode, but ultimately I want to make sure that I'm hitting all areas of fitness and health and business because I think those things are intertwined. In order to lead a good life, not only do we need to be healthy, but we need to have healthy bank accounts and we need to be thinking about how to build our futures properly. So I have on uh, Pat Darby, who's a certified financial planner and a a tax specialist. He's been on two or three times. He'll be on next Monday. We're talking about a lot of uh, fitness and finance stuff and and how they cross over. But today I want to talk about, uh, first of all, I'll read a listener question and answer that. Again, with these listener questions, I don't read them in advance. I'm just going to, I pick one out and I answer off the cuff because I just, I believe that's the the best way to go about this. And then I'm going to talk about just uh, why consistency is so important. And we need to really stress that to our clients and different ways we can get that ingrained into their skulls. But uh, first, the listener question is from uh, Jackie. I won't use her last name. Um, hey, Steve, I just started doing outdoor boot camps. I don't really know what equipment to use. Can you give me any insights into the best equipment to use for outdoor boot camps? Well, you know, first I'll say I think the logistics of where your camp, your boot camp is, your outdoor class of, of some sort is important. Why I say that is because let's say you're doing it in a park. And it's in the dead center in the middle of the park, and that's 200 yards away. And you can't park a car any closer than 200 yards. You're not going to want to be grabbing, you know, let's say 10 sets of 30-pound dumbbells <laughs> and dragging them from your car 200 yards to the middle of a field because you should have that class set up before the people get there. So it's not like everyone's going to be coming to your car and grabbing the stuff and then walking 200 yards with that. So... I think the logistics matter if your if your class is really far like into a park or into a place where you can't park close. You have to think about okay, is my equipment really heavy and really difficult to set up? Because there's a time logistics thing that that matters here. You're only getting paid for the hour that you're working with people typically, but if it's taking you an hour to set up, 
and then an hour to, 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 to break down, now you work three hours and you only got paid for one. So think about the equipment from a logistical standpoint. Second, I would say people think they need one piece of equipment for each person. And, and if you run a class that way, that's fine. But I, I would tell you not to do it that way. So for example, if you have 20 people in your class, I don't think you should buy 20 jump ropes and 20 10-pound dumbbells and 20 slam balls and 20 mats. I think you should run circuits where you have maybe five of each of those things. So you have five jump ropes and you have five mats and you have five 10 pound dumbbells and you have five slam balls and you have five kettlebells and you run circuits where people are in stations at any given time and then they're rotating to the next station. That makes sure that you have less equipment and it also makes it more fun in a sense. I know some people like these big group fitness classes where everyone's doing the same move. I think circuits are more fun. Not, not only are they more fun, but you get to... Uh, and, and you're going to hate me for saying this, but you get to waste some time. And what I mean by that is sometimes it's hard to fill an hour class, but the rotation between stations helps you take some of that time away. It also helps the, 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 them rest in between. So if you space the stations out far enough, you can do like a, like a one minute or a 90 second walk or jog around the stations. So after they're done with their individual station, let's say they, you know, one's, one's doing slam balls and one's doing a plank, and one has 10-pound dumbbells doing uh, squat to curls, and the other station is doing jump ropes, and then maybe you're working for 90 seconds, and then everyone puts it down, and then you walk or, or run, depending upon the, the client's abilities and how sort of like ambulatory they're, they're able to be, in, in around the, the circular stations or the square stations for 90 seconds, and then they stop at the next station whenever the stopwatch is done with those 90 seconds. So again, I always prefer circuits, over everyone doing the same thing. You have less equipment. I think it's more fun. You get to use a variety of exercises and see what works and see what doesn't. But again, I'll just repeat those things. If you're if you're doing an outdoor workout, always make sure you have proper music. I didn't really mention that, but you have to make sure your music, so go to the site in the first place to see if they can hear your music properly. If you're going to a, a particular park that you think is not uh, public, sometimes you need to reach out to the people who run the parks in your town, your community, your uh, sometimes it's town related, sometimes it's uh, county related to make sure you don't need a permit to run those classes. Then look at the logistics of where you're running those classes. Are there, is it really far into the park? How do I get the equipment from point A to point B? And then at that point, you can decide on your equipment. Okay, this is the kind of speaker I need because the sound's going to be difficult to project in this area. I can't use heavy weights because I have to travel really far, maybe vice versa. I don't have to travel really far. I can park and then we're going to work out right here so I can have heavier weights going in there. And then think about the, you know, obviously your budget, the dollar amount you have to spend. If you only have, let's say, $1,000, which sounds like a lot of money, but it's really not when you're talking about all this equipment. If you have a 20-person class, you have to think, okay, what's the most important things for me? And what and and do I want quality over quantity? Or you can start buying small bands and and all these like little bender balls and Pilates rings, things that are cheaper, just to keep things you know mixed up and fun and creative. Or you can just say, you know what, I can do more with better equipment, right? I can do more with two 10-pound dumbbells than I can with a bender ball. So let me just make sure I spend the money and I can have more exercises in my repertoire with dumbbells, with the better equipment and quality over quantity. And that in this case. Uh, and I hope that answers her question. Now I want to go on to uh, something you know that that I find is difficult to relate to clients, and in, until they until they finally get that aha moment, and that nothing beats consistency, and everyone's looking for a shortcut or a trick. They're going to come to you. Usually, they're coming to a personal trainer because they think that you have the shortcuts and the tricks, and that's okay if you give them. Um, 
you know, the, the, the idea that you know things that they don't, because that is ultimately the truth, right? We, we have a, a, a set of skills and knowledge that they don't. We've worked with other people in the past, hopefully, that are of a similar demographic and have similar goals where we can expedite their fitness journey and get them to their goals quicker. But ultimately, there, there's nothing that's going to be consistency. And, I, you know, I relate a lot of things to finance. I also relate a lot of things to golf. I'm, my friends are always like, Steve, why do you have new clubs again? Why, do you, why are you playing new balls? Why, why are you developing a new swing? It's because I'm not consistent in golf, so I blame externalities for my crappiness. I'm like, oh, I got to get new clubs. Oh, I have to maybe have a different swing thought. Oh, I have to maybe get a different lesson from a, a different kind of golf professional. It's like, no, ultimately, you just you have to be consistent. That's that's what gets you good is to be consistent over and over and over. And 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 I don't want to hear that because I don't have the time to do that. And that's that's what that's what people don't want to hear in the general population about getting healthier. They want the quick fix. What sort of diet can I do to get to get better? The problem is that's not sustainable. Just like me, you know, buying new clubs all the time is not sustainable, not only from a financial perspective, but from a, a mental perspective and really a relationship perspective because my wife's not very really happy about it. So ultimately you you have to stay consistent and we have to tell our clients that's why we build long-term goals and short-term goals. You have all these little small short-term goals that they try to get to along the way, and they're going to fail at a lot of them. And it's fine because you have that long-term goal in mind that you keep reminding them about. When I have this conversation with Pat Darby, certified financial planner, tax specialist, he talks about how when his clients have long-term wealth goals on a regular basis, I'm talking like weekly or maybe monthly, he sends them like an update. And on the first page of their update, of like what's going on in, in sort of their, their financial health, it says their goal, the goal that they came to him with first, just to keep reminding them upfront and consciousness, this is your goal. We're still aiming at your goal because people sort of kind of tend to get a little bit ADD, both in the fitness and the, you know, the wealth and the health world. And they're, and they, you know, they're, they're reading new articles and they hear the news on this. And then they're like, oh, well, maybe I want this goal instead of this goal. And I should do this. And this is like, no, 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 we got to stay the course. You had a long-term goal. Your long-term goal was, hey, over the course of a year, I want to lose eight pounds. I want to start feeling better. I want to start sleeping more. And I want to, I want to fit into my clothes better. I want to feel like I'm, you know, stronger and firmer, whatever, whatever that, whatever that goal is and that long-term goal. Then you have short-term goals that lead up to that and remind your clients, you're going to fail in some of those short-term goals. When we do measurements, you might not, you know, every, some clients want to do measurements every two or three or four weeks. You're not going to, you're not going to be improved everywhere. Things happen and you don't beat yourself up about it. Remind your client about their long-term goals and remind them why consistency is so important. Typically, there's something in your client's life that they're consistent about and they're very good at, whether that's saving money, whether that's something in their job. I don't know. Maybe they're a, maybe they're an accountant. Maybe they're a lawyer. Maybe they're a, uh, who knows? Maybe they're a secretary, but they're very good at one particular thing in their job. And, and you have to remind them, like, how, how did you get really good at that? It's like, oh, well, I have you know 10,000 hours doing that. Oh, oh, every morning I go in and I make sure I do X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, well, do you see how that is the same thing in health and fitness? The reason why you're good at that particular item or issue or process is because you've been consistent with it and you've done it over and over and over and you've perfected it and you haven't looked for shortcuts. In fact, you've done the opposite of look for shortcuts. You made sure that you were always doing it the right way. There's always something you can find throughout conversation with your clients, which is in the update phase, which is a lot of times just during during the session while they're working out to see what are they good at and how do I remind them that that is no different than health and and fitness and that they have to stay consistent and they can't look for shortcuts and ultimately it's the hours they put in that will get them to their goals with expert guidance that comes from us 
This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. I will see you guys on Monday for the interview episode with Pat Darby. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform, and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.